This is Xbox Addict. Welcome to the asylum. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, we're gonna, going to certainly endeavor to try to get these out to you on a more regular basis. So, all the fans of Xbox Addict and all the fans of Variation and Camshaft can hear their voices on a more regular basis. On that note. Guys, introduce yourselves. Steven Cameron, Camshaft, owner of Xbox Attic. Adam Deliva, Variation, uh, plain awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm Ken Lafreniere, uh, Alex1138, and uh, let's face it, the only thing I've got going for me, I'm friends with Variation and Camshaft. On that That's note, an awesome thing. <laughs> on that note, well, we've had definitely a busy couple of weeks summer's here the heat is wonderful in a lot of ways not so wonderful in a lot of other ways we've had a chance to go over a few games uh the first thing i think we should talk about is transformers war for cybertron adam you had the outstanding pleasure of uh, experience this title uh why don't you tell us a little bit so i'm just gonna get out of the way now that i'm a giant transformers nerd I probably have more Transformers toys and shirts and stuff than most kids do, so I'll just I'll get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> it's Generation One Transformers, so the stuff that you grew up with, and it takes place before the show actually happens. And what's really cool is that it's it's based on the War for Cybertron, that, and it's never really the story's never really been told in much detail, and even Cybertron itself has never really been shown that much, so. For a fan that's seen it all and everything like that, there's a lot of new stuff here that just has never been told and stuff. So it was really cool, and I was pretty nervous to start it just because I was expecting, you know, how most movie and TV show games turn out. But I was pleasantly surprised. It had a lot going for it, and it's, I quite enjoyed it. I have a question for you first. Uh, Cybertron's the planet that they come from, right? Yes. I'm not a geek of that whole thing, so I'm just asking Cybertron. You're just a geek of other kinds. I'm, I'm a geek of other things, but yeah. uh, Transformers ain't one of them. So yeah, that's we're, cool. definitely, that's... we're definitely all proud geeks, but I mean, my, my question, how is it in-game they explained the Transformers taking the shape of modern-day vehicles when this takes place, as I understand it, hundreds of years in the past? That was one of my really only beefs with the game is that they don't explain it because what happened, this game takes place millions of years before they even leave to Earth. Um, and what happens is when they crash on Earth, the ship scans Earth and sees the vehicles, and that's how they come to be, you know, the vehicles that we know them. Um, Hasbro's basically said they kept them that style for recognition purposes because, I mean, they could have done it without it, but then we'd have a Michael Bay catastrophe-style kind of looking Transformer, and no one wants that, so... <laughs> It'd just be explosions going across the screen. Yeah, so I that they don't really explain that. It's just there so that you know who they are. Now, would you say this is a game that can be experienced by people that aren't that a giant fan? Like, I, I was a, a pseudo-fan of the series back in the day, but... Could anybody pick this up, or is this really a fan throwback? I mean, obviously fans are going to get the most out of it, 
and there's a lot of backstory that that's really cool to find out that's never been told like how Optimus and Bumblebee meet and stuff like that um someone that didn't know any better though would enjoy enjoy it just as much but obviously fans are going to get that extra kick out of it awesome I want to talk a little bit about a game that has been a huge disappointment Naughty Bear now this came to us just how much uh, was it uh you know it was it was awful it was it's, oh, it's there there was so much marketing Adam I'm sure you saw some of the marketing hype coming into this the vi- trailers looked awesome yeah and I agree I was pumped at the opportunity to yeah, review this I have to agree with that too it looked great and it's like what happened <laughs> yeah the months coming in have been incredible um the game itself I'm sure they actually got together pitched the idea to um 505 games and then left it there Everybody went off, put together a part of it, threw it together, and got it out the door. Because you know what this reminds me of a little bit? Since we're all Canadians here, this game reminds me of a Super Dave Osborne. <laughs> that is. At the beginning, looks great, and then boom, the head is crooked, and his feet is a, you know, all that's, swashed. That's almost exactly it, only I tell you, that would have been a welcome change. The idea oh. behind it is incredible. The idea that you can take a, a bunch of fuzzy teddy bears and and create all kinds of havoc, I love the concept. Unfortunately, all of the, um, let's say, fatalities are exactly the same. So if you do a, uh. an attack with a knife, it's the same, no matter how many times you do it. Endlessly disappointing there. Um, add to that the fact that it's only seven locations. Out through 30 levels, you are... In Seven little tiny maps. That's it. That's all. Over and over and over, going to the same place. Again, very disappointing. The game offers no real challenge. You can just stand in the bush and you're safe. And by far, I think the thing that really killed it was the crashing. I mean, I think people moved to console gaming to avoid any kind of crash systems. Oh, absolutely, yeah. In my first hour of playing, the game crashed three times. Not just, okay, it it boots back to the Microsoft screen or the Xbox screen. It locked the entire system. That's wrong. So you literally have to restart the system, go in, replay that repetitive 35-minute game to have it lock again. There's wow. certainly no incentive to go back. I've played now about six hours, six to seven hours, and it's it's locked six times. Needless to say, so, uh, would you recommend it? I'm not recommending. You know, <laughs> I think I think Artificial Mind got it right in that it is Naughty Bear. Anybody that paid fifty dollars for this game is getting raped by Naughty Bear. <laughs> It's uh, that uh, is probably the most apt explanation I can put. So, you guys have been around a lot, a lot longer than I have. Um, have you guys seen this before with Xbox games? Not, not to that extent on a full retail game. I've uh, seen it a couple times, but not often at all. Like usually, the process at Microsoft. I mean, I don't know what happened at Microsoft and all this other stuff, but usually the process is when they're done, the game, they, I don't know if it's optional or not, but they put it through the lab and then they go, okay, this crashes, fix it. Okay, this crashes, fix it. And they don't 
let it go hit the shelf until it's fixed. So I don't know if Microsoft just let it sweep under the rug. That's what it seems like. You know, or it doesn't work with that particular version of console that you have. Who knows? It right. could be many things, right? So, like I say, I worry that there was so marketing, so much marketing hype going into this that they had no choice but then just to get it out the door. But oh, so probably. be it. So be it. Uh, um, Cam, you've been uh, shame on that. Indeed, <laughs> shame on anybody who buys it. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> Cam, you've been busy with the site. Tell us yep. some of the updates uh, that have been bouncing around. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> that a boy. <laughs> We're officially on iTunes as of last week. So basically, you can look for the podcast on iTunes, subscribe to it, and every new episode will get pushed to your iPod Touch or Apple device of whatever sort. Um, that's one thing. So the podcast is actually has an RSS feed, basically. Nice. And on the back end of things in the staff area, we're doing some changes there, but nobody needs to worry about that. But uh, we added some new quirks in the forums, uh, essentially fixed the uh, minimum post count to, for that infamous off-topic lounge that everybody seems to get along real good in. <laughs> I've and, actually uh, seen the, the OTL seems to really been uh, picking up interest, which is really kind of a, a great pat on the back to the people that have stuck around with us. Well, you know what? The off-topic lounge I've noticed in the summertime especially, it gets really popular because there's no games coming out. So people aren't talking about Xbox stuff. They're talking about a perfect example. Uh, our, I think it's Bakeman. He's posting pictures of his wedding. Uh, honeymoon, sorry. Him and his wife. And I'm like, well, thanks for sharing. You know, yeah. It's a picture of him in Vegas. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's all good. Yeah, but that's, that's what right. people do in the summertime on the site, which is really cool. So... They're sharing more of a personal thing than the gaming, and that's what makes the site the site, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, made some changes at the top, as per your request, Ken, for more, and that that really adds to switch searching for threads at the top of the forums real quick of what's new, rather than scrolling through endless, you know, posts yeah, right. and things like that. that. That really helps a lot. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things like that that, uh, and we added a new Kapska registration uh, thing where basically people have to uh, give one of the examples is a Bart Simpson photo and it says please click on the Bart Simpson photo and right. then that is a human authentication thing right I was actually pretty worried at first because I thought maybe it was a bit of an IQ test and uh, there's a few people we might have to kick if that was the case oh god please no <laughs> Adam, you've had a lot of uh, experience uh, kind of bouncing around the boards, that kind of stuff. Um, what's your thoughts on that off-topic off lounge? Um, it, certain people go there, and that's all they go, and that's fine. Um, I mean, I go there all the time, too. And like Cam said, summertime, it seems to be a lot more non-gaming-related stuff, just random anythings. Well, I mean, you're... you're of course, in and around the uh, the forums, any words of advice to people that are getting into that off-topic lounge? <laughs> uh, just think before you post, <laughs> so I don't have to Obviously. edit it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the off-topic thing it is, and this will go out to everybody. You need to even see it. You need ten uh, post count, and then you need to actually, I think, to just post in it. You need a hundred posts. 
That's that right. keeps the people serious, the members that are serious on the site, or the loyal ones in there, and more privileged individuals can get access. Right. Because I don't want somebody just registering and adding to a fight in there. That's Those days are hopefully gone. And uh, God, Adam knows as well as anybody, we've had our share of, uh, I won't call it intruders, that's probably not the right way to say, but people that are, they like to... They have some excitement in their life, I guess. That's the way to put it. <laughs> some drama. Their life's a little boring. Oh, some drama. That's right. And and on Xbox Addict, we like to keep it just game-related, if possible. I mean, we're all human. We all have friends, and we make friends on the site. And that's the whole idea. But it's sometimes, you know, if you can keep things within a, a topic. and At the end of the know, day, it really is a, a fan site, right? I mean, that's right. That's right. And also, uh, to keep moving on the stuff to update, in the fall sometime, V-Bulletin 4 um, is going to be uh, installed and things like that. So, I know with the three of us especially have talked about uh, a few things coming up, and certainly I encourage anybody listening in to uh, keep an eye out for those updates, and we'll certainly update through the podcast. Yeah, um, there's just a lot of updates on the site that with V-Bulletin 4 I need to the change because it's a different setup, a different system, so there's some technical uh, issues there that have to be dealt with. So that's why it's not there just yet, so people are probably wondering, where's V-Bulletin for? Uh, simple reason is, yep. uh, so there's some technical obstacles there. So It's ever-evolving. Good. It's the yep. kind of thing we need to keep doing. Yep. Now, um, now back to you, uh, Adam. You're uh, in the midst of reviewing yet another wonderful title singularity uh, yes tell us a little bit you got to share i know you don't have the uh the review up just yet but i want to hear a little bit um it's it's done by raven software so the guys that brought out the the wolfenstein game and i don't know why but i didn't really enjoy the wolfenstein game and it didn't occur to me till pretty recently that it's the same people and i'm just it's not clicking with me you know those games you just you're having to play it just to play it. You're not really enjoying it, though. I don't know. It's just not clicking with me. There's a lot of cool ideas. I can see where some people do like it, and it's got some neat tricks, but it seems like a very one-trick pony kind of thing. I mean, you can manipulate time with this device you have. Hey, leave the horses out of this. You don't even get the device until, like, two hours in. It's just... Wow. It's really weird pacing to the game, and there's ammo issues, and there's just... There's a whole whack of things that's just making me not enjoy it. Do you feel it's something that could maybe be addressed with an update patch, or is it is it just yeah. a complete? No, you can't change our the design issue. Game. And yeah, it's a design problem. Right. Um, I mean, the multiplayer is neat, but it's nothing that's gonna you know trade my Call of Duty out of the game tray, right? So right. <laughs> Uh, what do you think, Stephen? I mean, we, we've all seen these kind of things. Uh, is it really just a matter of not being able to get a hit every single time, or, or is, are these common issues? So every publisher goes through uh, a, a piece of turd. You know, <laughs> they, they they just they they go through it. Like, look at Activision's lineup. It's it's unbelievable. But a singularity from what Adam's saying is, and that's just a reality from publishers is. They can't all have a, a hit, and Activision, we don't need to talk about Call of Duty and have a full-blown conversation, but having that being their flagship title, Singularity, popping that out and trying it out, that game's been on the cooker for a long time. 
for a there's, couple of years at least. And there was no advertising for it either. That's right. Well, that's probably why, is because it wasn't that great. But what that game's been delayed several times, and I, you know, I can't you know. see why. I I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they just couldn't. You know what I mean? The pacing and everything wasn't coming together. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's really tough to say what happens at a development house. It's like you say, not not everything can be great. Every now and then they're going to have a turd. <laughs> That's right. That's going to be my new buzzword for the week, I tell you. <laughs> turd. Don't say it around your kids, that's all. No, indeed. Okay, so we've been able to talk about a, a couple of disappointing games, so it's, it's my pleasure to be able to talk about Crackdown 2. Yay. I know uh, I know both Cam and Barb have been uh, playing this title. I had the, the joy of doing the review before the title was released. I've had a blast with it. Anybody I've, I've come across that's played the game is having a blast. Uh, guys, I, I want to get your opinion. Adam, tell me what you think. Uh, I enjoyed the first one quite a lot. So, yes, it's more of the same, but that's what I went in expecting. I wasn't expecting a complete game changer and stuff like that. And knowing it was a different development house, um, it's it's neat to see the direction they went in. It would have been nice to have some new toys and stuff like that, but I'm enjoying it because I knew what I was expecting. Steven, what do you think? See, I missed the boat on Crackdown 1. My, I'm not going to make up excuses by any means, but uh, I had children being born and that sort of thing, and life was in a different place at that time, and I got in a lot of flack uh, because that year I got uh, awarded the MVP award, and I went to Seattle, and when that happened, Crackdown 1 was just released. <laughs> and I went there, and everybody was asking me, hey, did you play Crackdown? I'm like, uh, no. And they were looking at me, what kind of MVP are you? And I was shunned and everything. It was terrible. It I, was like, I, I was like an outsider. Was like, But this time around, I said, okay, I'm not going to miss the boat this time. Uh, life's pretty stable. Uh, life's pretty good. And, you know, I'm not going to miss this thing. And I've had, you know, and I love co-op games, so it wasn't a really hard sell for me. So you guys were playing. I was like, oh, great. Let's jump in. That's awesome. Let's go. And yeah. uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's just... There's a couple things I don't like with it. I mean, I'm not going to pick it at it. But it's not a perfect game by any means, but uh, the climbing mechanics are a little strange. And sometimes when you start doing melee, if your buddy seems to be around sometimes, it gives him a whack in the head for no reason, and he goes flying. And, and then you're like, sorry, whoops. And then he goes flying off the building and or whatever. But it makes for a lot of fun. So I told you I was good. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't the only one. Ken's done it too. So. Yeah, a few times. I think uh, Adam hit the nail on the head. I mean, I went in hoping for more of the same uh, of what I enjoyed from Crackdown, and that's really what it de- delivered. Uh, I've heard complaints about the game being repetitive. Yes, you do have to do some key things throughout the main storyline, but there's a lot of other projects and a lot of other things to do throughout the game. That by far the thing I enjoy the most is to be able to jump in to random players' games and help them out. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, having finished the game, I have access to, to the... I can get to the helicopters. I know my way around. So being able to go in and help somebody out who's just starting the game is kind of a blast. Something to keep in mind is that a lot of people didn't play Crackdown 1 because they only had it because of the Halo beta. And they never even really played the game. They played it for the beta. Yeah, so now you've got people playing the sequel not knowing what to expect... Right, so it, it's different expectations. 
Yeah, I've seen people playing the game, talk to them, and they're they're actually looking forward to going out and buying the original Crackdown to see what it is they missed. So, yep. I think uh, it's, a, it's a good game. I I actually regret missing out on the first one, and uh, but the thing is, the first one only had two player co op, and you couldn't really do the story or anything. You could just jump in the world and mess around, right? Yeah, it's free roam. Yeah, so that that was a missing component. Now they four people, you can help with the story, and there's a lot of camaraderie vibe to this. They just added the stuff that was missing out of the first one, and this is what makes this one so good. Cam and I both talked about how I think we're going to see more and more games doing this this jump-in co-op. Uh, oh, I love can, that. Yeah, you know what? It, it's It's really... A big hit with this title, and I think we'll see it in others moving forward. I totally agree. I totally agree. I'm all about the co-op stuff, and and I think this is what gaming is all about. It, the competitive stuff's cool and all. I think the capture the flag, the deathmatch stuff, that's written in stone. It's always going to be there. But this stuff here, the co-op drop-in, drop-out, is still relatively new, a relatively new idea, right? So I, I honestly think that if they keep tweaking it and molding it, I think they're going to come up with some good ideas, you know. Maybe that's what Naughty Bear and Singularity need. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> Do you really want more co-op with Naughty Bear? No, I, I don't want to introduce anybody to Naughty Bear. Is there co-op with Naughty Bear? You no, want to I... crash with your buddy? Is that... <laughs> hey, did you crash? I crashed. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I know that we have a lot of things coming up. Uh, a lot of Xbox Live Arcade uh, titles, as Cam said earlier. It is summertime. Summer, for the summer arcade. arcade. Yeah, uh, go for Adam, it. why don't you uh, why don't you touch base? You uh, bring us up to speed. I know most everyone's waiting for Limbo, uh, Monday Night Combat. I'm really looking forward to the the Valar Croft game because it's completely different. Uh, I played that. That's actually really good. Uh, the Castlevania oh. game. Right, so yeah. there's some good stuff coming for arcade. Dude, all tell right. me about that fight Monday night fighting game. What, what's that all about? What's the? I don't even know what that the cool things about. It's supposed to play almost like a a Team Fortress kind of game style, but I guess simplify or whatever. I haven't had the chance to try it out yet, so I'm hoping we can get a copy and get a review up for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys played the um, uh, Blacklight Tango Down game yet? I've played the demo. Yeah. Everybody's playing it online, and I, I couldn't get into a game on the demo. It was just saying searching, searching, and I have no idea what the hell I'm going to be playing. Is it like a Battlefield 1943 multiplayer thing? or No, it's, it? it's more like a uh, Call of Duty multiplayer. I, I had some uh, I had some issues with it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think, the, uh, I think they're on the right track doing it as a uh, Xbox Live release. It's mm-hmm. ideal, really gets them, gets it out to people. It's it's a 720 meg download. Fantastic for the visuals that I think it it's delivers. 1200 points, isn't it? Yeah, 1200 points, which is really good. Um, and the gameplay is okay, but to the people that uh, are Call of Duty fans, uh, it might be something to hold them off till uh, Black Ops, but. So this is like a Call of Duty light, basically multiplayer thing. I, I wouldn't day. say light. It's just a it's a new delivery model. I think. Okay. Because, because cool. it, it really is similar. Um, there's a lot of lot of little missing things that as as a not expert player on Call of Duty that I miss in this uh, Black Lake Tango, but it's a good oh, good cool. little title. 
Death Spank got released today, so maybe next week or next podcast we can have uh, our good friend Randy on to talk about that. Yep, and that'd be ideal. I think All right, done. gentlemen. Well, thank you very much once again. Of course, uh, try to check in every couple of weeks. We'll have another podcast up for you. Everybody listening in, by all means, hit the forums. Let us know what you want to hear about. And uh, we'll be searching the forums to get some guest speakers in here. Cam, I, I know that you have some people that you want to get in. Adam, I, I'm really encouraging bringing some of the people you've suggested. However, I don't think there's a chance for you to make money off of it. I'm sorry. Well, then I'm out. <laughs> that being said, thank you very much, gentlemen. So uh, are we going to hop online and do some crackdown or what? <laughs>